Thank you, Father. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for, for our friend, Lord. We thank you, Father, for her life, Lord, uh, for what it's cost her to, to walk out the destiny that you have placed upon her, Lord. And Father, we know that it's a, it's a privilege to do so, but it's also a, a cost, a great cost. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that she was willing to count the cost, to live the life that she has, to go where you have called her to go. And Father, for even the cost that it's uh, been upon her to see things birthed in this region, Lord, and in this community, Father. So we just honor you for your sacrifice. We honor you for the cost that you've been willing to endure uh, for the sake of the kingdom of God coming, the heaven coming to earth and being released, his will being done. So, Father, we just pray a double portion of blessing back upon her, Father. Increase, Lord, blessing upon her household, blessing upon her household, Father. Thank you, Father. Renew her strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And just continue to increase, Lord, all that you have upon her life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless her and we receive her, Lord, into this place and what she has to release. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thanks so much. How do you, how do you go from there? Amen. <laughs> I feel the love. All right. Wow. I like being here. I love being here. You're my favorite place to go. <laughs> you don't know quite what you have. You know that, don't you? Did you know that? A lot of that's really typical. Things that are normal for us that are so amazingly awesome. We don't know we have it. And we think it's normal. And I'm here to tell you you're not normal for most places. <laughs> But it's all in a good thing, okay, in this good way. I'm laughing. He was praying the prayer of, like, return it back, you know, double, something like that. We're having a little debate over, um, over text um, with my family. My daughter is requesting a giant gummy bear, and, and dad is saying no. And I'm like, what's the big deal? And, you know, so, you know, double portion. I think it's about this big, something like that. I don't know. It's huge. I don't even know where she got the concept that I can get it here. So, so anyway, that's my nine-year-old daughter, so I need something supersized by the time I get home. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you travel as a mom, you have to make, you have to do payments. And, you know, like you have to bring home like really ridiculous gifts and, you know, just things like that. It's, it's kind of this mom bribery um, that we all know we're doing it. We're manipulating each other and we're... <laughs> You know, and, and, you know, the tears are shed when you leave. They don't mean it. They just want something, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, before, uh, I'm going to continue um, from last night, the teaching part. Um, but I want to preface it a little bit just to kind of um, give you a couple nuggets of help for some of the themes that we have that I have taught into here, and I've just listened to you and some of the things that are, are you might have some struggles with. And one of the things that that's bothers me sometimes is I, I just have such a condensed time that I can't really go thorough 
um, with all of you the way I want to and, and get you as grounded as I would like to. So you're going to have to do that, okay? Um, but, but based on some of the things that I heard, I just want to give you some nuggets of help. Um, I, how many of you say you have the gift of discerning of spirits, um, like that is operating in your life? Or like you picked it up this past year since I taught on it last year. Like this is something you have. Just wave your hand at me so I can see. Okay, so one of the th- let me give you a little bit of help with this. Um, the point of, of operating the gift of discernment, especially when it's sympathetic, meaning it runs through your senses based on Hebrews 5.14, you know, your eyes, your ears, how you feel, um, what you taste, you know, it just really runs through all of that, your, your emotions. Um, you know, God will speak to you through your emotions. And the point is, especially when it's negative, is you don't want to stay there. Okay, you don't want to you won't you don't want to take it on so deeply that it torments you, and that's easier said than done, especially if you have a strong dose of this, and you don't want to stay there. The point of that is you the, number one, you are being called into dialogue with the Holy Spirit on what is my uh, what is my pathway of intercession for this this thing that I am discerning right now. And so the first thing you do is pray, always, always pray, and then you'll when, once you feel the shift, that means you have prayed through. So if you don't pray through it, you'll be tormented by it, and you'll stay in that place. And, and many times what was intended for you to bring deliverance for ends up being your point of deliverance because you couldn't, you couldn't push it off. You, know, you, couldn't, you couldn't pray through that, okay? So I just want to give you a little help with that. Again, I have that book, Seeing the Supernatural. That will really give you some grounded it's like it's like a road map, a road with language that will help you to comprehend it and just give you make you grounded but um, effective in that gift. Um, I also want to bring out a little bit. Um, I, I just briefly touched on night watch last night watch prayer last night and how 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 important I feel night watch prayer. And I could tell just by what happened last night that we're not quite um, wherever region you're from. Um, we don't quite have that in place because there was a lot of deliverance that was needed for night seasons. And that's an indicator to me that wherever you live, there's not the cover of prayer for your night seasons that's needed, okay? And so that's something you want to think about. And my whole thing is I I don't look to somebody to create the answer. I go ahead and create the answer. And so with that, you want basically I would recommend um, get some friends together and um, try to do like once a month, uh, do um, like a 6 to 6 a.m. and break it up into segments, take shifts. And your first shift is just real quick is a meditation shift, six to nine. It's like worship and meditation. It's when you quiet yourself, calm yourself down. Um, Going into nine to 12, 12 to three, you're basically covering that warfare, that warfare, occultic, um, thievery type, um, you know, behavior. You know, that's when all of that stuff typically happens. And that's when people get demonic deposits inside their dreams. So you want to cover that, and um, uh, and then the three to six is kind of that birthing um, uh, revelation, um, a birth of, birthing out of the womb uh, uh, type of shift uh, when you pray into that. So that's when all the revelation is released. And so that's just really quick snapshots of what happens during those time shifts. But I really just just urge you. Again, based on what I saw last night, things are not ordered, okay? I, I just want to be really honest. Um, uh, there needs to be a prayer cover in your night seasons, all right? Can you just take it on, take it on? All right, <clears throat> so let's go back to uh, dream interpretation. 
And again, this is a crash course. I normally take a lot of time with this. Um, uh, the first thing is when it comes to dream interpretation, you want to use a biblical interpretation model. Do not go to the psychology models. Don't go to the new age models. Um, uh, a lot of it is learning symbols. And you build a, um, you build a toolbox of symbol understandings, biblical symbols, common symbols, cultural symbols. And you build a toolbox of it. And then when you have a dream or your friend has a dream, or somebody has a dream, then you can ask the Holy Spirit, okay, what, you know, because you kind of have a, a, a blanket understanding of what symbols mean, and you, and you can basically go to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, what, what is the emphasis here? Because some symbols mean like two or three different things, okay? And so you have to say, okay, what is the emphasis here? And then you come, at, come out with an interpretation. For example, somebody shared last night, real simple, you know, um, simple dreams are, you know, easy. And she was saying she had a friend in a dream. She saw a friend in a cave, and there were snakes, and the friend grabbed a snake, it bit her, and, you know, something happened to her. I, th I think I got that dream right, but um, that's how I understood it. Something happened to the friend after she grabbed the snake and got bit, okay? And, and that's really easy, you know, um, that believing a lie in hiding, and it has destroyed. And so um, you say, well, how do you get that? Well, the cave, you know, you're hiding in the cave, and then the snake is the lie. You know, it, we usually look at the tail. The tail, it's like a tail. It's a tail, tail um, it's telling a tale. And the snake is a lie, and then getting bit by the snake in the dream, that's, that usually means, like, there's, there's going to be an issue um, if you're snake bit. And then you need to get Jesus, the blood of Jesus, on that, which is the anti-venom. Okay, and so immediately what you would do is you begin to pray for the friend and plead the blood of Jesus over them. Okay, because hopefully that dream is more of an intervention rather than a cleanup dream, and sometimes you don't really know. All right, so that's just a basic, simple interpretation off of that dream. But you know how I know that so easily? Because I just understand symbols. Now, do I go to that friend with that dream? If the Holy Spirit tells me to, then I will. But a lot of times you, you just take those dreams and you pray them through and you never talk about them again. And that's hard for us because we want to tell everybody the dream that we had, especially when it's negative and it's bothering us. You know, and so you don't want to be that kind of person. I had to, I think I already mentioned this. I told, I told some people, I said, stop giving me your negative dreams because I don't want to hear it anymore because <laughs> they're all negative about me. I said, if you can't pray that through, I don't want to hear it. I know it sounds kind of mean, but I was done. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, so we, we want to learn the symbols. You know, I'll just give you a few examples uh, from my friend Jane, Jane Hammond. She wrote the book Dreams and Visions. Um, she says, like, Christ is symbolized as a scepter. And these are all biblical symbols, you know, with biblical references. Um, scepter, commander of an army, a warrior, a rose, a sanctuary, a foundation, a servant, a branch, a fountain, a lion. And then she said, the Holy Spirit is symbolized in your dreams as rain, fire, dove, oil, wind, water. A lot of you know this. Saints, the saints are symbolized as treasure, sun, trees, deer, doves, sheep, Eagles, lions, runners in a race, soldiers, and then Satan is symbolized as lightning, thief, lion, red dragon, serpent. So you notice how some of these um, symbols crisscross amongst each other? Like, wow, you know, the, um, Satan can be a lion, Jesus can be a lion, <laughs> you know. So you have a dream about the lion. Then we have to go into, okay, we have to look at the context of that dream and say, and look at, look at the, um, uh, what's surrounding that dream to determine if, that was, um, if that's Satan or if that's Jesus. You see, you understand what I'm saying now? So, so um, what I want to do right now is I want to just give you some common, some more common dreams 
Um, hang on, let me pull it up. I get these from Doug Addison's book. So, you know, if you ever get his book, um, Understanding Your Dreams Now, you know, you'll pretty much read what I'm, I'm going over right now. How many of you have ever had a, a dream that you were um, holding a baby or you're pregnant? And you were a man? No, I mean, it were men, men that had the dream that you were pregnant. It happens. It's normal. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so basically that's, you know, new birth. That's pretty obvious, right? You're going to be birthing something or, you know, something's about ready to come forth. Now, what you want to look at is, you know, is it one baby involved, two babies involved, three babies involved? And so you count the number of babies. That tells you the magnitude. That tells you, um, you know, the size, um, you know, of of the, um, you know, what is about ready to come upon you. I remember um, one guy from our church, he, I was talking to him, and he's, I would call him half-saved, we'll just say that. And, um, you know, just not quite fully surrendered, all right, but he's, he's new, new Christian, so it was kind of in that, that decision time. And he was telling me that he had a dream that somebody gave him a baby, and um, I already had a prophetic word for him that he was going to be an advocate for, the, for those that um, have no voice. And then I said, and then when he told me that he had that dream, I said, that, that baby, somebody's handing you um, like, like a task or they're handing you something within your, your gift mix. Well, then it turned out he got into politics and he started really advocating. We have a big um, immigration um, fight going on in America right now. So he started advocating for Latino rights because he is, he is Latino. And so nothing that I wouldn't expect him to do, you know. So I, I watched this whole political thing come into his life as he began to advocate, which is basically, you know, what, what he saw in the dream, what the prophetic word, and it was all kind of coming forth. Um, you know, and then, um, you know, so that's, that's one of the things that happened, though, is he had a dream with a baby. Okay, he got a baby. All right. How many of you ever had a dream where you were in a car or a vehicle or like an airplane or... Yeah, that's very, very, very extremely common. And a common understanding of that is that it has to do with ministry or your calling in life, your purpose in life. Um, and you can determine some things depending on the vehicle. Like if it's, um, if you're on a bicycle, that's kind of kind of solo and singular. You don't really need to to move about with with other people on it. Doesn't mean like that's bad or wrong. It's just kind of, that's that's the way things are working through you. Um, or a car, you can sit like three or four people in your car. So there's a little bit of a team concept there if it's an airplane you know that's a bigger team concept um if it's a like a cruise ship you know it's like it just keeps getting bigger and bigger so you just kind of judge it by what type of vehicle it is you know like the big bus the big rv um that kind of thing um some of the the attributes of the the vehicle that you want you know that can show up in the dream it's like if the if the brakes fail or you can't control the steering that means uh, whatever you're doing you are out of control all right, you're out of control, uh, you're, you're going too fast, um, that kind of thing. Um, and in, in every time you have these kind of dreams, they're, they're points of prayer. I will take my dreams at night, and that will be my prayer point for that day, you know, because I'll, I'll usually have a pretty good idea what it means right off the bat, and then I'll make that my prayer point. The Lord's giving me a heads up, or I need to pray into something, or there's something that he's showing in my heart that needs to be resolved, you know, and I'll just pray into that uh, for that day. Um, another car, car type of dream, let's say your car transforms. Have you ever had a, a car transform on you inside your dream, where it goes like from 
I don't know, like from a junker, a clunker to like a race car. Okay, well, if you have that dream, that's like an upgrade. Okay, it's an upgrade. <laughs> um, uh, if your car gets towed, that means you're not fulfilling your call. Anybody have a dream where you're chased or you're running? <laughs> yeah. How many of you say I've had the ch- being chased dream or <laughs> the running dream? Okay. Um, they're usually pretty frightening. Um, sometimes it can mean that you're running from something in, in life. It, you know, like you, you're actually running away from something. Um, if you're being chased, it could be that, that we always think it's a demon. It, I mean, it might be because it feels like it, but, you know, but it could be that you're being, you're, you're being chased down by your destiny. I mean, literally, you're being, you know, um, chased down. It's, uh, you know, the calling on your life you have yet to fulfill. You know, and you're running from it. You're running from it. Someone's chasing you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> everything. Um, what about when you um, suddenly begin to run in slow motion? I hate that dream. <laughs> hate it. Um, that could mean. Now, I'm just giving you could could be. These are not formulas, okay? Not formulas. The slow motion dream. It could be about delays coming to your life. It could be. Um, it could be about delays getting in the way of your life. So that means we've got to take inventory and we've got to pinpoint what what is the delay. You know, we've got to ask the Lord what is is the delay. Um, there are times you will have a, the presence of something evil in your dream. That'll be um, something trying to stop you. Um, I typically, you know, again, when I go into a territory and when things show up in my dream life, I will encounter the territorial spirit or the, um, the territorial strongholds. And, you know, it will be, it'll come at me in my dream. And it'll, it'll try to stop me. It'll try to delay me, hinder me. Uh, that kind of thing, um, you know, so, so those are uh, points of prayer, and again, all of this is dialogue, remember, his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and through the dream life, he's calling us into his higher thinking, okay, he's calling us upward into the upward call through our dream life, um, okay, so, but they are points of, every time we have this, these are points of dialogue, because he's calling you into conversation, okay, um, have you ever had dreams of deceased relatives? Have you ever had dreams of deceased relatives? Yeah, it's a very common dream. It's a little, it, for some people, like let's say they just died, then sometimes it's kind of to resolve, um, you know, your grief. It helps you to resolve your grief. Um, other times, depending on who the relative is, it could be a generational call or blessing that still needs to be picked up. It could be like on your mother's side. It could be on your father's side. And it's usually like, it's like saying, saying, okay, we have something that needs to be picked up. We have a calling that needs to be picked up. I, it's, it's being, you know, in other words, it's being um, uh, revealed to you in the dream that you need to pick up that family call, that family blessing. I personally believe that God puts blessings on bloodlines. I was like, if there's a, if there's a generational curse, then there has to be a generational blessing. You see what I'm saying? So that's why we want to deal with those curses to uh, unleash the blessing. And then sometimes they, they come to the surface and you'll have that dream of that, you know, dead grandmother or that dead uh, grandfather because, you know, you've dealt with the curse and now the blessing is trying to emerge and got to grab hold of it. <clears throat> Ever had a dream that you're dying? Nobody? Okay, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> it's usually about leaving a season, just leaving a season. That's, you know, 
that kind of thing. Sometimes that's kind of scary if you die in a dream. Me, I usually like go over a cliff and hit the bottom and then I wake up and I'm not dead. So, <laughs> um, speaking of dreams about falling, <laughs> how many have that? Oh, that's a big one. Oh, wow. Okay. That mean you're out, it means you're out of control. <laughs> Just out of control. Now, the question is, should you be there or not? That's the question. You know, what kind of out of control? Are we supposed to be in control, not supposed to be in control? Is that a good thing? You see, that's, that's where we get into this conversation with God. Is this okay? I'm out of control. My dreams say I'm out of control. Do you want me there? You want me to stay out of control? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, I have it right here in my notes. You dream you are falling and you wake up with a jolt. This shows us that God is trying to get your attention, get you to wake up to something new. Slipping off the steep ledge of the cliff, tight maneuvering. Uh, <laughs> stepping off the ledge or the high place in a free fall like you did it on purpose. That means you're taking the risk with God. Okay. Is this helping you? Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. How about dreams about flying? Right on. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> um, usually these dreams are good. Usually, because that means that you're, you're going higher, and, you know, there's a lot of trust, you know, uh, involved. Um, you know, it, again, you have to look at the context of the flying. You know, so, like if you're going into outer space, it's a tremendously good dream, you know, going into orbit, that kind of thing. It's like you're going as high as you possibly can. Um, uh, you know, um, d depending on your height, it can, it can really speak to your creativity, um, those kind of things speak to your um, spiritual maturity. Um, if you're trying to take off but you can't, uh, that means that's, that something is, uh, there's like a setback in your life. There's something that you need to deal with so that you can freely fly. Um, it, you know, again, check the altitudes. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it talks about spiritual maturity, low altitudes versus high altitudes. Usually talk about spiritual um, maturity. And if you keep flying higher and higher and higher, that's usually an advancement in your spiritual maturity. So you just kind of measure those things. And they're just little points of prayer. It's like, okay, at least I'm flying. I'm flying low, but I'm flying. You know, celebrate that. Uh, you know, I got off the ground, yay. Um, and, and then you're just like, okay, Lord, you know, help me to just mature. Help me, what are the points of maturity that you would like me to know so that I can get higher off the ground? You know, and just, you just kind of turn these things into prayer. Or let's say you have a friend with that dream. You can help them and pray with them uh, through that as well. Um, if you're flying over, like, if you're in the dream, if you're flying over, like, a known area, like a known region, probably a point of intercession for that region. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, we're, we're flying over this territory, so I need to, I'm going to need to pray for this territory today or for a little while, you know. I need to do that. Um, let's see here. Um, <laughs> if you crash out of control, that's obvious. Uh, and um, if you are flapping your arms, like flapping your arms, you know, trying to fly, that could mean you're using your own effort. You know what I'm saying? It could be that you're using your own effort. Does that help you with your flying dreams? Okay, um, how about dreams about being in a house? This one gets interesting, being in houses, different houses. Okay, have you ever been in, like, your old house? Have you ever been in your childhood house? Okay, 
Yeah, for the longest season, you know, because I just have a, I have a rough growing up, and so I would have dreams about my childhood home. And it's not like I would revisit anything, but it would just I'd be like in the backyard or I'd be in a bedroom or, you know, just different, different places in my, my childhood home. And that was always an indicator to me that I needed to deal, something, deal with something from the past, you know. Um, it's like, okay, and then like, uh, you, know, um, uh, you know, depending on the context, you know, sometimes I would see, I would see uh, things getting removed from the house, you know, they'd be removed. So that was telling me, uh, that would be my childhood home. Things are being removed. That, that was telling me that things are getting freer, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so those are usually indicators that we need to deal with something back there, you know, your childhood home. Um, if you're on the, if you dream you're in a house and you're on the, the front porch, it's usually about the future. If you're in the, the back or in the back porch, it's usually about the past. Um, if you're um, in the bathroom, you know, that's usually about you need to flush something out. You know, if you're taking a shower in the dream, that means you're cleaning something off. Um, bedrooms are about, like, intimacy, um, typically intimacy with God, a call to intimacy with God. Um, you know, so you just kind of, like, uh, uh, depending on what room it is, you can kind of, you know, whatever that attribute would be, that would be what that symbol is, is about. Okay, does that help you? Okay. <clears throat> Dreams about showing up late. You ever had those dreams? I hate those dreams. And you wake up, you're (laughs) in the dream, like you you just can't get anywhere on time, can't get where you need to go, you're late. Okay, it's a warning to not miss what is coming. Don't miss what is coming. Dreams about uh, losing your wallet or your purse, that means don't lose your identity. You guys, are, I, I can't tell your look right now. You almost have the Turlock look. That's from what we call back home. It's like the, the stare. Okay, are you listening? Okay, that's what, okay, that's what that means. Great. Okay. I just want to interpret that. I want to interpret that. <laughs> uh, dreams that you are lost, that's a dream um, where you're, it means that you're lacking clear direction and you need some clarity and you need some clearness. I know I'm going over these really fast. Um, and, but I, let me go, go over a few more, and then we'll get into some uh, interpretation steps. Um, dreams where you are um, naked, um, you know, like you forgot to wear your clothes or you forgot to wear a particular article of clothing, now whether it's like your pants or your top or whatever, um, they, they mean different things. Um, it's not about being vulgar. Okay, so just kind of erase that. It's not about being vulgar or pornographic or anything like that. Um, it really means that you're a safe person and you're vulnerable. And it's just showing up in a strange way in your dreams. Some of you are like, thank God. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, it just keeps going, you know, because, like, um, one person was telling me, yeah, she says, I had this dream. I was naked. I was using a, the toilet in front of everybody. <laughs> that dream. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good dream, actually. It means that you are not afraid to deal with all of your stuff that you're getting rid of in front of everybody. <laughs> That's what that dream means. So the naked on the toilet in front of everybody dream is a good dream. Now, don't do it in real life, but it's... <laughs> okay. All right. Um, um, the, like the missing shirt is usually that you're a nurturer. Um, if you uh, forget your pants, um, you know, maybe you need to work on your walk a little bit. Um, could, you know, things like that. So uh, no shoes could mean a lack of peace, 
It could mean a lack of peace, maybe. Um, if you change your shoes, it's usually like you're changing um, uh, something that you're, you're doing in the kingdom. There's just, a, there's just a shift or a change. I remember one time I had, I had a dream where my shoes suddenly just didn't fit anymore just didn't fit, and I had to go find another pair of shoes. That just simply meant I was going into a, a bigger uh, expression of ministry. That's all, all, it, all it meant. Um, past relationships, um, it depends on the context of a relationship. Let's say, like, it's an old girlfriend or old boyfriend. That usually um, means that you need to be careful to not go back to patterns of the past, it's not necessarily that you, it, you're going to go to the old girlfriend or the boyfriend. It just means you don't want to go to the patterns of the past, okay? So that's usually what that is. I know some of these dreams can be really, like, they can really um, uh, uh, challenge you if you don't understand that it's metaphorical. It's not literal, okay? So if you can just think dreams are metaphors, dreams are metaphors, dreams are metaphors. You say, well, what about those prophetic dreams? Well, if you have a track record for that, then your interpretations are going to be slightly different than what is the norm, Okay, like I have a whole set of dreams that are very different for me than for most people just because of what I do. So I know what they mean. I know what's mine, what's not mine, you know, um, that kind of thing. But I have to look at it just a little differently because I, I flow a little bit differently. And so you get to know that over time. But I'm just kind of give you what most people uh, deal with. Um, the dream where you're not able to run, move, or uh, speak, um, that means something is trying to stop you, trying to hold you back. So you are going to um, uh, need to, to um, pray through that. The dream where you're trying to cry out for help and you can't, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's some, something that's working against you. It could be spiritual, and you're going to need to pray through that. Um, sexual dreams are not, you, typically they're not about sex. Um, they're usually about a person's gift mix and the, the intimacy that, the intimacy is really about the desire for the gift that that person has. Um, most, you know, a lot of the times, are you guys okay? Now you're giving me the weird look. You're like, thank you, Jesus. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it doesn't mean you're having an affair or anything like that. It's usually about the gift mix. Um, dreams about teeth. When your teeth fall out, anybody have a dream where your teeth fall out? Yeah. Okay. So which tooth, which tooth fall out, fell out? The front ones. Okay. Um, the, f the front one is usually like, it is your life is out of control. So <laughs> but the question is, are you supposed to be out of control? <laughs> okay, anybody else, teeth? Which one? All of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we'll just say probably biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw that one out there. Um, uh, your, uh, uh, these, these teeth right here, your eye teeth right here, um, probably that you need to see something that you can't see if it falls out. Or your wisdom teeth, you need wisdom. You know, so it kind of depends on what, what tooth falls out. My, my little daughter, so cute, she, um, we were playing together with her dollhouse. She has this ginormous dollhouse, and so we are playing. And all of a sudden, she starts communicating something about... She wanted something, and then she starts saying, well, we don't have enough money and that kind of stuff. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, where did you get that idea? Like, we don't have enough money. Because that's not the language we use at home. You know, we don't have enough money. Um, you know, we just say, you know, God will provide if, if we don't have it or whatever. But, but I was just looking at her. I have no idea where she got that language from. And she's like, we don't have enough money. And, and I said, Christiana, I said, where do you get that from? And I said, 
God is our provider, and, and we always have what we need, and we have even above what we need. I just kind of went over the scriptures with her on that kind of thing. So that night she has a dream that she lost her, whiz, uh, her, her eye tooth. She lost her, and I, and I said, oh, that means that you need to see what I was talking about yesterday. So we just went over some more scriptures, and I kid you not, I've never heard her say that again. You know, I've never heard her say it again because she just needed to see it. And she believes the Bible. So once I showed her that God's a provider, you know, um, you know now it's uh, whatever she wants. Uh, thus, I get the, the text about the giant, the giant gummy bear that she believes in is in Australia. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I think we're going to skip the rest of these. Okay. So let's do, these are five Tip five points to interpret your dream and make it easy for you. Um, let's see. So the first one, let's say you have a dream. Okay, let's say you have a dream. And the first the question you want to ask is, who is the dream about? Is the dream about you or are you just an observer? Okay, who's the dream about? Is the dream about you, or are you just an observer? And then the second thing is, what area of your life is the dream about? You know, is it like your workplace? Is it your home? Um, are you in a vehicle? That kind of thing. Because it, it, it really points to things. Like if you see family members in the dream, it kind of gives you context. Okay, it gives you context. Then the, the third is, is the dream positive or negative? Is the color bright or dark? If you have bright colors in the dream, typically that's a dream from God. Again, I'm just, I'm just speaking to you in guidelines. I'm not speaking to you in for formulas. Because everything I said today, it can totally go in reverse for you in your dream. Okay, this is why we have to stay close to the Holy Spirit. So I never speak in hard, hard lines on dreams. Um, is the color bright or is it dark? So if it's really dark, you ever had those really dark, murky dreams? Like you can barely see, everything's really dark, and it just seems really, you know, whatever. Okay, that's typically not from God. That's typically a demonic source. We'll talk about sources in just a minute. But the real bright ones are typically from God. Have you ever had those ones that are so bright, it's like just, you know, amazing, outstanding? Okay, those are, those are typically God dreams. Number four, is this a, re, a, re, um, a repeated theme? Like, is the dream repeating? We talked about that last night, that repeated dreams means you, have to, you need to deal with something, and once you deal with it, the dream will stop repeating. Um, or is it a common dream? Just kind of the things that I was telling you, you know, um, you're having a baby, or you are, um, you know, um, using the toilet, or, you know, whatever those dreams may be. Um, you know, so you want to just see what kind of dream that is. And then what you want to do with the dream is you want to figure out the, t like the top three or four points to that dream. You don't want to get into all the minutia. Some people give us dreams for dream interpretation. They're like five pages long. <sighs> and they want every symbol in the dream interpreted. Don't do it like that. Get like the top, the top points, like the top three or point, four points of the dream. And it's like what Daniel said. He says, you know, he, he saw, you know, I think it was the vision. I think it's Daniel 7-1. The point of what he was saying there, he says, I wrote the main points down. He didn't write the whole thing down. He just wrote the main points down. And then that helped him to, to um, you know, uh, just, you know, it just helps to hone that in. Um, so when you do that, you're going to figure out that you're going to have a, you know, a very, a, like, 
pretty good uh, idea of the interpretation. Does anybody, this is risky, does anybody have a very short, simple dream that we can interpret right here? Why don't you come on up? You, that we can, we can work to interpret using this? Okay, the dream was I was standing on a grate, like a, a grill, and um, a person came up next to me and said, we're catching a plane. And I went, okay. And I said, I'm standing on a grate, where's the plane? And I could see the plane flying overhead. And then I became oil, and I was all little droplets, and we were going up, and then the oil caught fire, and that was the end of the dream. So the question is, okay, let's, let's work through our steps. Who is the dream about? Me. What area of your life is that dream about? No idea. That's a ministry dream. All those elements are ministry, ministry elements. Okay. Is it negative or or positive? I don't know. The fire freaked me out a bit. <laughs> the oil felt really good. Like I was really enjoying that sort of floating up and being the oil. But then I just remembered the fire, and I just went, and I woke up. Um, so then we'd ask, is it a repeated theme or a common dream? Mm, you know, three or four main points. Okay, so you're basically saying I'm standing on this grate, and there's oil, and there's fire, and, and the, the topic of discussion is the airplane. Sounds to me like you're supposed to get on that airplane, okay? So didn't quite get on that airplane, but that's her destination, and it looks like she's going to have the, the oil and the fire and the fuel that she needs to actually get where she needs to go, but she's not quite there yet, Okay. So, like, it's a good dream. It's just, it's, uh, it's kind of somewhat transitional. Yeah. And I don't totally understand the grape, but whatever. But I think the, the oil and fire just tells you, like, you're, you're getting the fuel. You're getting, you know, ignited. Um, you know, but you know that you got to get on that plane. Okay. So, that would be the point of prayer. That, okay, whatever needs to happen between here and the airplane, you know, bring that to my life. Okay. Does that help you? Okay, you see, you see, that was pretty simple. That was a very simple, but that was a simple dream too. Sometimes get complex. Is there another person who wants to try? It has to be simple though. Okay, come on, come on up. If it's not simple, I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> okay. Um, it was a dream before I come here this morning, um, and I work away, and um, I was not in. I, I went away to work, and I was not in the normal crew that I work in. And I had a corrupt boss who was trying to force me into working in this crew that I don't work in, which involved night shift, and I don't do night shift. And night shift? Yeah, working night shift. And, um, and it was just really weird because I felt like the whole circumstance was trying to force me into a work crew that I wasn't part of and I wasn't in. And, um, and then I called up one of my other supervisors from my work crew and he was, like, trying to give me, like, directions and, and things on how I can get back to my normal work crew. It was really weird, but, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, again, I, I, I know, you know, we can do this really quick, but let's make sure we go through our checklist just for the sake of practice. Okay. So, who is the dream about? Right. Okay. Um, what area of the life of his life is the dream about? So, this is about work. Okay. It's not like, you know, it, most likely not about it's not symbolizing something else, you know, but it's most likely about work. Um, is it positive or negative? Okay. It, was it was it it's dark, bright? Yeah, it was like a, a stab, stab. Stab, okay, all right. Um, 
and we're looking at repeated themes. We're looking at three to four main points. Since it was so simple, I think you pretty much communicated it. So it basically is telling us, you know, um, a, a potential on our job that could truly happen. I, I don't know what your work is like, but it's an indicator that we need to pray um, that you remain in the integrous place and in the integrous alignment uh, inside of your job. That there's this is like a heads up, you know. And it's real simple, and it's funny how God will actually alert you about what could happen so you can pray what i fly out in two days to go to work so okay so then you he's giving you the heads up you better start praying into this so that you can remain in the integrous alignment that will will help you so uh, yeah it's real yeah okay (laughs) all right okay is this helping anybody okay we'll do um we'll do one more uh, simple um right here so just real simple dream. Okay. Yeah, I just had a dream not last night, not before that um, just someone was in front of me and they just got a banner or some sort of rug or cloak over them. And then I put on this helmet and I could see their past, future and present. And I just interpreted it for them. And that was it. Okay. That's pretty. Okay. And do you normally prophesy? Okay, look, look, this guy looks so prophetic. It's like, like I'm looking at him like, you're so prophetic. Anyway, um, but maybe you don't think that. Huh? <laughs> no? Okay, all right. Um, so then we go back to who's the dream about. Well, it's him, but it's also about, you know, there's somebody else in there, but it's really about you, okay? And what area of, the, of your life is the dream about? What would you say? I, I don't know. Okay, I would say it's ministry. It's like how you're you're helping somebody, okay? Is it positive or negative? Oh, it's positive. Obviously, okay. Um, any repeated themes, common drink, common themes? No, that's fine. Okay, all right. Uh, and um, we, you know, basically it's so simple. We have all those main points. Okay, so so basically um, you're covering somebody in prayer, and you're putting the helmet on them. Okay, so um, that's like maybe you're leading them into um, salvation, you know, or you're covering their head, what they believe, what they, what they think, and then you're prophesying to them. So it's, it's like an awakening of ministry in your life. It's, it's like being blown on. It's being awakened. And so that's the dream. Like, you can pray for yourself, but I would want to pray for you right now because I, I see what's in that dream. Okay. So why don't, we, why don't we just stretch our hands to him? Okay. Heavenly Father, we just, we just Lord, we just um, pray for your Holy Spirit to, to blow his wind upon those gifts. Salvation, uh, leading people to salvation, covering them in prayer, intercession, and prophetic ministry. And you just open his eyes to see uh, past, present, future. And you open his mouth to actually uh, speak it forth in the mighty name of Jesus. So, Lord, we just thank you that, that his mouth speaks. His mouth speaks in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, more, 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 more. Just release that. We come in alignment and agreement with this, this, this awakening in Jesus' name. More, more, more. Just take it. Just take it. Take all of it. Take all of it right there. Take every bit of it. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Keep going. Keep going. Pray for him. Yeah. There you go. Jesus. More, more, more. There you go.
<laughs> okay. Um, so, so that's really like, this is what, what dream interpretation does. And this is why I, I absolutely love um, dream interpretation because we begin to see people get delivered because of dream interpretation. They get to, you know, this, this kind of stuff happens because they received an interpretation of the dream. Um, again, it's because we're unlocking, you know, God is really speaking and he's speaking in those metaphors and those words, they actually, I mean, those symbols actually are like containers of anointing. And so then once we unpack it, then the anointing is unpacked. Um, anybody ever done dream interpretations? Are there any interpreters here? I'm just curious. Or is this like the first, your first touch of this? Kind of? Kind of, sort of? Okay. All right. Um, I, I'm hoping that this is something we, <laughs> we can explore at a later date. Um, and I'm looking for something right now, if I could find it. <clears throat> okay. Do you want to do a few more dreams? Okay, let's do a few more. Again, they need to be really simple. Just who, would, who wants to do it? Let's see. I'll have you. Okay. <laughs> oh, you 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 have served. You have served. Okay. <laughs> okay. Simple. Keep it really simple. Yeah, very simple. Um, like a, a ski jumper, I see myself doing that. So not so much a ski jumper, but going beyond where they normally land. So going over land, flying very low, but just going on and on sometimes. And it's been repeated a few times, not just recently. And just, uh, I don't know how I do it, but I just keep going. It's just like I keep going over land. I see new land, maybe new places or something. Each time I think it's a different view that I'm seeing, but it's just kind of the lovely feeling of just keeping going. All right. Um, so the dream's out you, right? I'm just going through a checklist. And um, what area of your life is the dream about? It sounds like capability, capacity. Well, it's it, the ski thing is, is a type of vehicle. So it's... These guys, um, I don't know how they do it. Flying down sides of mountains, yeah, on those. So it's 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 a type of vehicle. So that would be kind of speaks to your ministry, your purpose, your calling uh, in life. And you're saying that it's repeated. So um, you know, and just because it repeats doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's something like the Lord's highlighting this. You know, let's get your attention. Um, and you know, to, again, it's pretty simple, simplistic. And so to me, what that is saying that you're you're. This is what I see in the dream is that you are um, a, a person that pushes capacity and like because you can, <laughs> you know, like you just have a grace to push capacity and to to um, uh, literally land in places that, um, you know, just like just like those crazy ski people. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they do imp like things that you should not do on those on those skis or those snowboards or whatever. So that so that's really like what, what the Lord is highlighting to you. And I feel like it's an encouragement. Like just keep doing it and that kind of thing. So like there's an encouragement. Keep landing. Keep stretching. Um, uh, keep going where uh, others would not go. Doing what others would not do. You know what I'm saying? And so that there's like there's a grace and there's a strength for those things. Amen? Just release that. All right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, is there anybody else? Come on. Okay. 
Again, I'm just asking for real simple ones right now. We're not going to do complex. Well, I hope this, one, hope this one's simple. Um, a dream the other night, it was uh, like a, a war zone to a certain extent, but um, I felt like I was leading some people through like, like an umbrella plantation to a certain extent. Um, but you know, they weren't like banana leaves or anything like that. They were actually hand grenades. Like a, the trees were had like fruits of hand grenades on it. And I was sort of portraying to the people that was with me that um, it's safe because they're not going to bomb their own ammunition or whoever, but we could actually use that to, to throw back at them to blow them up. So, um, But that sort of, um, sort of a dream has been reoccurring, not so much that way, but sort of war or um, after effects of war and, and sort of that realm. So. Now, my first question is, um, were you in the military at all or anything? No, okay. All right, so, and that's just, sometimes when you're doing dream interpretation, you want to just get a little context, and so you ask a few questions, like, are you in the military? Were you in the military? Um, do you have family in the military? <laughs> Children in the military. Okay, so I, was, I, I kept thinking that there, I, I just kept thinking there's some kind of connection, military connection. Uh, that doesn't mean it's uh, a dream that you flesh, um, and it doesn't really skew an interpretation. Just, just for my own knowledge, I wanted to know. Um, and so then um, I know that you pray, because I already know that. So you're an intercessor. So, so a lot of this is just, to me, it makes real sense that you are leading people, um, leading people through intercession, and you're giving them perspective. You're giving them perspective, and you're showing them that the weapon that they think is against them is not going to be against them, and it's actually going to be something they can turn around. You're giving them, like, the turnaround perspective and everything. And so I feel like just the Lord's highlighting that. Just keep doing that, okay? And um, keep leading people, keep pastoring them, giving them perspective. Be, I see being a father to them um, and that kind of thing. So it's just kind of a simple ex exhortation and encouragement. Like, this is right on. Keep doing that. This is good and everything. And that's what the Lord is symbolically speaking to you. Like, good job, son. You know? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, I'm going to do one more, then I'm going to um, just pray for all, for um, pray over you. Okay. Okay, Rachel? Yeah? Okay. Um, just because we talked on this topic, I birthed five babies. The last one was literally my son, Tobias. The first two I birthed in a cupboard, then there was a break, and then there were in a cupboard, in a closet. Yeah. I birthed two in a closet. Then there was a break, and then I had three more, and there was no pain. Uh, just outside in the room, in a room. It was like a closed room, yeah. So I was in the closet for the first two, then in the room for the last three. And the last one was my son, literally, and there was no pain. Do you have, do you have that? Okay, there's, there's a lot there. I'm not going to follow these rules right now. So we know it's about Rachel. <laughs> okay, so, um, so five typically is a number for grace. So that's like um, grace to birth, which would be things you birth ministry-wise as well as your natural, you know, natural birthing, whatever. Um, and then she has the two in the closet. That's the prayer closet. So, um, so she, you know, those are the things that were birthed in prayer or of prayer or about prayer, that kind of thing. And then the three are what you are birthing before the people. And then together... Um, that's the, you know, the point of grace, what you're doing behind the scenes, what we do in the, pub, in, uh, in the public. 
and everything. And just, I just, but it's really just this grace over it, <laughs> you know. And then the fifth being, Tobias just tells you, like, like this is real. <laughs> It's happening <laughs> and that kind of and that kind of thing. But I'm glad she's up here because I was going to call her up next anyway because we prayed last night. Um, I prayed for you guys, and I didn't get a chance to pray for her, and I want to make sure I pray for her. Um, and then I had some, you know, I just wanted to um, uh, finish uh, praying for some things that we started last night. We, we did a lot of deliverance tonight, but there's a whole there's a whole there's a whole prayer that I pray that's not necessarily deliverance, but it's more the, um, the infusion of some of these things into your life. And so can we stand up and just come in agreement for her? Um, oh, yeah. You have, this is good. Is this like your, oh, you want to tell them? So this is uh, called the Divinity Code, a couple of guys from, uh, from Australia uh, to understand your dreams and visions. So this is a copy that we bought that kind of lives here. Uh, in the office, so anytime you kind of want to come in and look up your dreams, it is here for you. Yes, don't steal it. So what I prayed for them last night, the first part was just symbolic, um, but I, it has meaning to me, you know, because I explained uh, to them last time, and I've explained it before, that Last time I was here, or first time I was here, the Lord healed my feet, and then later I had, meaning that I could go barefoot finally, you know, which I couldn't go barefoot because my feet hurt, you know, and then, um, uh, but then the point of that is uh, later I had a vision, you know, about this place, and I came out of that vision with a song um, that was being sung in my ears, and it was about every place my foot treads, you know, God has given it to me, just right out of Joshua 1. Um, and so I just want to pray symbolically the same for you. But then the second thing about it was, um, is the Lord's giving me an anointing for breakthrough. I mean, it's very, I mean, it's real. Um, you know, or originally when we had our first two church services, whichever church service was not, was struggling, the team would put me in that service and with it, they just wanted me to sit there because within a month or two it would break open because that was the anointing that was on my life. And so we started dialing into that early. Um, but you know, now it's grown, but I felt that that's the impartation that I needed to leave with everybody. Okay. So that's how I'm going to pray first. And then I'm going to turn, I'm going to pray for you guys a certain way. Does that sound good? Okay. All right. So anyway, just pray for you. today and I feel like I just release that so I'm just gonna punch you in the stomach right now there you go this is very real this is very special and it's very real so she's gonna probably need some someone with her 
Yeah. Man, can we just look to Jesus right now? Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Just thank you, Lord, for that anointing, for a breakthrough, Lord. I just release it on this house. I release it on the people here in Jesus' name. Lord, they, they each have an assignment. It's together, but it's, it's individual and it's together. And I just release that on them. Lord, they'll be able to break through closed doors as you instruct them. They'll be able to break through um, strongholds of tradition as you instruct them. Um, uh, barricades and barriers, things that have, have, have stopped um, your gospel from being preached, your kingdom from advancing. I just thank you, Lord. I release that on their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. You know, when I see somebody just receiving like that, you just go ahead and take it. You just go ahead and take it. Yeah, in Jesus' name. There you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, come on, let's just look to Jesus and let's just thank him. Let's just thank him. Just thank him. Sorry. Oops. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm going to pray this over you back in connection to the dreams and things in connection to that. I have like a 12-point prayer that I pray over people. And so um, you're actually going to feel the, like a, you'll feel something like a fire or anointing or something. Um, but I want you to receive from him as I pray these over you. But I, I just have a sense that you're going to, that something's tangibly going to come upon you. Um, so don't resist it. Just let it, let that happen. Cause I'm seeing angels in here is my issue. And so, so anyway, um, all right. So Lord, I just pray for healing and deliverances, uh, from root causes of sleep disorders. I pray for deliverance from night terrors and insanity. I reverse every assignment deposited to you by Satan in the night through your dreams. I pray for deliverance from suicidal thoughts that strike at night, deliverance from addictions that began in dreams at night, deliverance from perversions that began in dreams at night, release dreams that cause salvation. Um, I, co- I cover your night seasons, your dream seasons um, uh, for yourself, your family, and the, and the metrons of authority that he's given to you. I uh, release inventions and business ideas in the night. I release revelation and God's deep things that are in the dark. I release God's instructions at night. And I give you, I pray for you to have eyes to see into the night visions in Jesus' name. Can we give the Lord a hand? Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we just pray, Lord, to sealing in, God, sealing in what was uh, deposited, what's been released even over these last few days, God. We just receive what you have for us, Lord. Everything you have for us is for our good, Lord. We receive your goodness, Father. We receive the impartation, Father. And we do pray, Lord, uh, just a a release of blessing uh, back upon Jennifer, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what is upon her life, Lord. Uh, for the new assignments that you have for her, Lord, for the increase in open doors, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We just pray, Lord, complete the work that you have started, Lord, 
Complete the work that you've started, Lord. We say more, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Complete the work, Lord. Complete the work, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to bless you, team. Can we pray for you, team? Do you feel free to? Are you okay? Let's do this. I just felt it on my heart so strongly this morning. <laughs> we trust Brad. Let's do this. People in our ministry ministry team, I feel like we need to bless them. They've been ministering. They minister to Jen, but they've been ministering to us. I just feel like we need to, we actually need to pour in something. Father God, we just thank you for the gift that you've brought to us through Josh and Michelle, Father. Just who they are as just being Josh and Michelle, Father. Lord, the families that release them, Father God, we just bless. We bless their families, Father God. We bless them. We thank you for bringing